Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey everyone, welcome to Inverse. My name is Justin, and in the studio we have Israel, Jonathan, and Siku, and we're very happy that you decided to join us either by podcast on audio or on video, by on social media or on YouTube or whatever medium you find us on the internet. Uh, we are in the kind of the halfway midpoint on the topic of the three angels' messages, and we're very happy that you've been with us. If you haven't been, we're still happy with you, but you want to go to inversebible.org and you want to catch up with us. We are looking at the topic on the three cosmic messages. You can also watch the videos at hopetv.org uh, slash inverse, is that mm-hmm. right? Yep, and you can visit us there as well. Um, let's go to Revelation. Revelation 14 is where we have been spending a lot of time. Again, Revelation 14 is in the center of Revelation, and the three angels' message is in the center of chapter 14, and it's a special message for these days. Uh, a special author has said that let n- you should that nothing arrest your attention. Uh, wait, is that what she said? She said like this should arrest your attention. Mm-hmm. And let nothing else take your uh, take your, your attention away from this. So uh, let's have a word of prayer. Israel, if you can pray for us, and let's get into it. Father in heaven, as we study your word today, we pray that you would open our minds to be able to see things the way you see them, and that the truths that we learn and we discuss today would have. Uh, would find in our in our hearts fertile soil to develop your love in Jesus and we pray mm. amen. Amen. amen 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 let's go to Siku chapter 14 um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let me read the the text that we've been reading for a while now and we can go to the special text is in Revelation chapter 14 verse 7 this is the first angel's messages one more time uh, the first angel's message I should say fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and spring of water. Uh, we've talked about fearing God, giving the glory. We spent a whole episode on the hour of his judgment. And now in this episode, we're looking at worshiping the creator. We have talked about a little about worship, but this concept of creator and why, why is that important and creation and all these aspects. So I'm going to go to a couple chapters before in chapter four, verse 11 and and Siku, if you can read verse 11 for us. Yeah, for sure. Um, Verse 11. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by you and by your will they exist and were created. Yeah, there's a motif of creation going Mm -hmm. on. Jonathan, if uh, we're halfway through the uh, episode arcs, uh, episodes arc, Mm -hmm. arc of episodes. Through the quarter, and uh, if you can kind of give us a a, a a summary of where we've been, what you sure. remember from, we've been to a lot of places. Yeah, we've been looking at a variety of things. We've started out with looking at the meta narrative, mm. so the overarching uh, <laughs> arching <laughs> um, storyline of yeah. everything. Yep. Uh, really, not just scripture, but our lives, the the whole universe. And this is the idea that, or this this understanding that there is a great controversy between good and evil, between yes. Satan and Christ. Mm-hmm. And there's claims against God, and there are questions about God, and then of course um, those who align with God, Satan does not like those kind of people, so mm-hmm. he will persecute them. Mm-hmm. And then specifically looking at the three angels' messages, we realize that the three angels' messages are like God's three last defibrillator shocks to <laughs> to to, to CPR. bring CPR, <laughs> yeah, to bring out the truth 
uh, in the last days yeah. so that everyone can make a decision, mm -hmm. uh, an informed decision, not one of, oh, I'm so scared, I better, I better be on God's side, but like, wow, God is amazing. <laughs> I have a lot of awe feelings when I see him, you know, when it says fear God. We talked about that whole concept. And responding to the reality that there is a judgment, responding by making a decision for or against him. Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of what we have been covering so far. And we have spent a lot of time on the first angel's message, and I guess today is our last episode on that topic. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's been for me. Or will it? Or will it? Out on <laughs> the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, it has been really, uh, really challenging me to a deeper walk with Jesus. Mm. Uh, one thing that you said um, in response to something that Israel shared a story was you said that the things we don't rush into are the mm -hmm. things we worship. Mm -hmm. And that really made me think. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I tweeted it as soon as we, as soon, oh. as soon as we were done with the episode. Because <laughs> yeah. it was just so uh, inspiring to think about that. What do I spend time on? Yeah. Uh, it's the last days. Yeah. We have a purpose. We have a calling. And the 300 messages gives, doesn't just warn us about what's coming. It yeah. also gives us our identity and purpose in these last days to proclaim, you know, the glory of God to this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, after that episode, and I think this is a natural natural extension of that episode, mm -hmm. but uh, going through the, the creation uh, 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 perspective. But, um, you know, like, you know, we, I, like I said before, I watched all of YouTube and like mm -hmm. whatever. But even even YouTube, I rushed through. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, how many of you out there put it on, you know, 1.5x or 2x? You're like, ah, oh, it's blah, 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 boring. <laughs> what is it that I, that I want to sit through and enjoy? Mm. Um, even, even, you know, dinners that I'm, I have with my family, like, you know, or when I'm hanging out with you guys, sometimes, <laughs> sorry to say, I'm on my phone. And I'm like, just like, oh, I wish this were. Why, why are we just trying to get through and what, what's the destination point? Mm -hmm. And um, for some, that destination point is to come back home and, and to sit on, on the couch and Netflix and chill for, for hours, right? That's, that's, your, that's your worship point. There's others, I would say, there is no point. Mm -hmm. And how lost can you be that you're constantly just rushing through things, never arriving at a point anywhere? Mm -hmm. um, the, 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 the lesson, lesson, lesson seven here, or the, the, the compilation of text, really points to creation yes. as the end point, as the arrival point to something. Uh, we are of the Seventh-day Adventist uh, persuasion that we believe in the Seventh-day Sabbath. Um, you see the element in, in Revelation 14, verse 7, worship him that made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water, points back to the fourth commandment, yes. yeah, the Lord who made the heavens and the earth and the seas and everything therein. Um, and, and so we're, we're, we, we, we keep Sabbath. We should enjoy Sabbath. Sabbath is supposed to be a delight, but how many of us, <laughs> we r even rush through Sabbath. Double speed it. <laughs> Double speed, and, and, and we, uh, we should keep it from sundown to sundown. But when sundown is, I mean, my, unfortunately, my kids are just like, yes, yeah, 4.49. <laughs> you see this kind of, this, this, this element, and it's, Kind of sad to see, mm -hmm. and and I can't blame them for it because I also have the, the, the similar aspects. Yeah. So so how do we how do we revive this concept of worshiping the Creator? Mm -hmm. um, maybe not answering your question because I wanted okay. to contribute. No, hey, you, know, you guys want to answer my questions anyway, <laughs> yeah. so just uh, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. But, but yeah, no, for sure. I, your thoughts. I, I was just thinking that how incredible it is when God created everything, just mm. going back to creation. Mm. He takes six days, he creates, and he gets to, he creates the, you know, humanity. Um, and then the seventh day, one seventh of creation time is time to just stop, mm. right? And, and that is the first experience that humanity walks into, mm. is actually 
a pause mm-hmm. of activity, a pause of doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I have friends who are Jewish and who when Sabbath comes, when Shabbat comes, they turn off the cell phones, you mm-hmm. know, and even talking to them though, like what you described with your children, sometimes it's like, okay, when is Sabbath over? And yeah. then as soon as it's over, like cell phones on, you know, yeah. and everyone's, but, but even then, just be, just the, the, the fact of turning off the cell phone, turning off the devices, forces you into communion with people, mm. which is kind of slower time. You cannot two point two time X, you know, somebody speaking. Mm. You, you have to. Or life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have reality. To, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually have to go through the experience and it forces you to back into reality. And, and God in his wisdom began our human experience with that, with the experience of pausing. Mm. And from, from our conversation about awe and, and the, the value of stopping mm-hmm. and experiencing something, um, and then Sabbath being described as holy, and you cannot but see this, this, this correlation between God's intentionality and His intent for us mm. to begin our experience so that our experience has value to begin it with awe, mm-hmm. to begin it with stopping, with pausing, and taking time to experience God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we look at creation, normally we think about, oh, God made fish, God made trees, God made apples, you know, and mangoes and papayas, right? And, and, and that's not all <laughs> that God is making, Yes. right? I mean, like the Word of God is creating reality, mm-hmm. right? Light does not exist, His Word says it does, Light does exist. There's a shift, a transforming of reality. Uh, there's a, it, we get insights into the character of God, how powerful He really is. He doesn't need pre-existing materials to make something. Mm-hmm. He can make something out of nothing. You get an insight as to how God thinks. You know, He thinks logically. He plans ahead. He doesn't make people before He makes air, right? Mm-hmm. He processes. He's got a plan of action you get insights into, into how God appreciates time. There's a time to stop from labor. There's a time to labor. Like God doesn't rest because he got tired of speaking five sentences, right, or six. Mm. He rests as an example for us. Like all of these different, if we study creation, we look at all these different nuances, we understand elements of God that we cannot understand otherwise. And that's why to me, if God is not the creator, he is nothing else, right? I mean, he needs to be the creator first and foremost. And that's why it makes sense that out of all the things that we worship God for, I mean, we can worship God for our redemption, and we do. But even our redemption falls short if there is no creation, if mm-hmm. God does not, because he, he redeems us with the same kind of power that he has at creation. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why we worship God as a creator is to remind us of who God is in creation. Mm-hmm. And we, the more we look at God as our creator, the more we, we realize our life is so silly. You know, the fact that we constantly, mindlessly seek for the next best thing. And when we arrive, it's not good enough, so we find something else over and over and over. When we compare our lives, mm. our way of thinking, our way of being with who God is, then not only do we not want to be how we are, but then we think to ourselves, man, if God was not who he is, where in the world would I be? He is our hope mm-hmm. because he is our creator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, in, the, in Revelation mm-hmm. 4, verse 11, um, it just, 
there's so much to unpack here, but it says, talks about how it's a, it's a worship response, right, of, 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 of holy beings, mm -hmm. redeemed ones. Mm -hmm. You're worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist, and we were created. In this call to worship God, in this end-time call, you know, to worship God in Revelation 14, we are invited into an experience where we are um, almost maybe finding for the first time or reminding ourselves that we have a purpose. We exist because God wanted us to exist. It says here, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. You are wanted. You're valuable. God w desires you. Um, we, we receive our identity and our purpose in worshiping God. By looking away from self, we find self, so to say. If I, uh, I don't want to sound too new agey here, but like we, by looking to God, we see why we are here and we see that we're here because of love because, and, and because He willed us into existence. He wants us. Um, that elevates us in these last days where we're being told that we're coming, you know, we're, we have evolved from some animals and some weird, you know, through the process of death and death and death. And, and it elevates above all these things and we can lift our heads up high to Jesus, to God, you know, worshiping Him in response, thankfulness and gratitude. Like, you created us. Like, how amazing is this? You want us. He's not against us as we saw in the judgment. He's for us. Um, it, we are given in the first angel's message, really, so many reasons to pledge our allegiance with God because He's good, because He's loving, because He willed us into existence by His Word. So, I, I'm just, I'm in awe, really. Um, as we have un unpacked this, and, and this is just, this response here mm. uh, is, is more than accurate. He is worthy to receive all glory and honor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I think what that does too is that it also clarifies mm -hmm. why God was so upset when, you know, the children of Israel created a false God. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like, how can you attribute mm -hmm. to something that you make how could you attribute to that thing the elements and the character and the beauty of who God is? Yeah. And so this is why false worship is so egregious. This is why it's such a, a horrible crime, mm. because it's more than just like, oh, I like you better than I like God, or I like you better at this time more than I like God, or you look better than God. It's not like God is not upset because we think someone else is better looking than him or kinder than him. It's like, it is a horrible thing for us to attribute to something that we create the same attributes mm. of the person that gave us the ability to even think that. And so what he is saying is worship is critical mm -hmm. because it narrows it because it goes to the very, very core of who God is in his in his innermost being, the creator of the world. And when you take those attributes and give those to something else, I mean, it is literally it's to use the word literally. Right, it is literally <laughs> sacrilegious. It's blasphemous. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's like adultery. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I mentioned I, I referred to a book before that I read uh, in a previous episode called Awe, um, yeah, by by Datcher Datcher Keltner, and he talked about seven ways to experience awe, and uh, to, to to pause. Yeah, and then the one one area where he looked at was um, was nature, where you pause and you see how outside of yourself, like mm -hmm. this all exists and to mm. see the beauty of that and we often don't um, we are not impacted by beauty as we should be mm. right and it, it just causes everything on a psychological level and a physiological level all our brains are, are, are all the aspects of our brains are just like <laughs> just like whatever 
and even music where you sit down and you're you're intently listening to music of all the in an orchestra all the notes all the 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 sounds all coming together but not only analyzing it but also seeing the beauty and I mean, have you ever heard some some music like I don't for me it's just a cappella in a church with the reverberation mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. just like you just tears come to your eyes because it's mm -hmm. so, so beautiful, beautiful like you just whatever um, but he also talks about like when groups of people large groups of people when they're moving together you know mm -hmm. and so people understandably when you go to a rave or a rock concert and you're moshing together and you're moving together mm -hmm. you experience this awe when you go to I don't know the Argentinians out there who won the, the World Cup but like you see an entire country mm -hmm. who like even yeah. those not not even I, I mean I felt like mm -hmm. goosebumps just being part of like watching them mm -hmm. right but also understanding like large complex ideas mm -hmm. and it's 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 when you see a beauty outside of yourself yeah. mm -hmm. that you experience all mm -hmm. and it's these two attributes of transcendence mm -hmm. and imminence of god when they combine together mm -hmm. that you have a personal relationship with this odd being that I think is the sweet spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Too often in our in spirituality, in Buddhism, in New Ageism, as Jonathan was talking about, like it's all like, oh, I just feel him. I talk to him. Like Jesus, what should I do today? Oh, should I wear my pink shoes today, or should I wear my purple shoes today? And I don't, I don't, I don't have that conversation. But you know, just you, <laughs> people have that kind of that spirituality, you know. And it's God is so imminent, and and you're talking with Him on a very um, common level. Mm -hmm. And the other extreme is like God is so trans, God is so out there that like He's awesome, you know. Praise be to Him, but He has no idea what's going on in my life, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? But He is that being, but He is that close. But the two mm -hmm. have to be squished together, you know. And we as human beings, in our in our stupidity, we we tend to bifurcate, I and then we just <laughs> we, we send it away. Yeah. Um, that sweet spot is worship, and as God as our Creator, we find and what, what what you guys were saying before, we find satisfaction in that. Yeah, which I don't see in anywhere else in the world. Mm -hmm. There's just no satisfaction. It's, it's a stupid song. Yeah, I get no satisfaction. Anyway, it's true. There's there's just no. Mm -hmm. We're not satisfied. Like there's no end point to it. Mm -hmm. Because it was never, and that's the thing. I think the whole point is. God is saying that was never meant to be satisfactory, mm -hmm. satisfying, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's not we, part of His design to yeah. be that way. Yeah, and so it, because it's not part of His design, it's neither. It's not. It's also not part of our makeup. Mm -hmm. It is impossible for us to find satisfaction just as much as it is impossible for those things to satisfy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and coming to that point in our experience over and over and over again, it kind of helps us we need to come to that point in order to really be transformed, right? Mm -hmm. Like I remember one time at our house, I, I saw this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sunset. And I thought, man, I want to paint my walls the color of the sunset, mm -hmm. you know? And I saw outside and I saw, I live in, it snows all the time. I saw the snow and the brown trees and all this stuff. And I'm like, I wish I could transform my inside space into that. And as I started thinking about it, I was like, you know what? If I painted my walls like, like the brown trees or like the purple sunset, it would look ugly, right? And the reason for that is that when God paints the world, he paints it with living color. Mm -hmm. You know, even the color that God uses is alive. I mean, the carpet that God uses is alive. Mm. I mean, God has so much life in him that he decorates with it, right? Mm -hmm. 
and and all of these different things of who That's God so is. That's so cool. You know what I'm saying? And all of these different things. Tweet that. Yeah. <laughs> all, all of these different things about God. It just, if we think about it enough, He doesn't need help, right, to help us worship Him. Is if we just think about it enough, the natural response will be the crazy psalms that David writes, right? <laughs> it's true. You know, that's, that's what it'll true. be. Yeah. And what, yeah. I, what I wish we had more of is that awe and joy, and yes, there's emotions involved in this, that goes together with truth in, and expressed in, in our, you know, church services. Mm. So that it's not just a formal thing or, uh, you know, that it's, it's genuinely expressed mm. without, without, uh, without it being dampened. Well, you... We, we can't be so like outgoing about this or you know emotional about it. it's like there is I think there should be more room for it mm -hmm. I, I know as you know worship wars and all these things and it's like what <laughs> extreme we don't want to fall into but for me personally I think my most joyful uh, worship experiences are when I'm driving the car and I'm just praying and singing to Jesus and it's 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 the combination of the the joy I find in him uh, with the reality of these truths mm -hmm. and it's just a back and forth you know, I don't know how to put it into words almost, you know. Yeah. I get you though. I get what but, you're but that's what I long for mm -hmm. um, on, on a grander scale really with, with my church family. And yeah, it happens occasionally maybe, but sometimes, often, I got to be honest, often it seems very formal, you know. And I wish we could do something, but I, I guess you can't force people into that kind of experience maybe somewhere. It's true. There may be a call for some form of reform for worship. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't think that, that that thought should be lost. No, mm -hmm. you know we're we're not going to be starting the, the process of reformation all over here, yeah. <laughs> or should we? Uh, but there's something about the formality mm -hmm. that that takes away from the spontaneity and, and the awe of it. But on the on the flip side, uh, just going back to Revelation, we know that there is a false form of worship, yeah. mm -hmm. and I think there the reason why people are so um, so wanting to secure for the formality of yes. it is so they don't fall into the yeah. the, the the falsity, yeah. uh, uh, the, the false forms of worship. But using nature, using music, mm -hmm. using beauty, mm -hmm. you can create a, a false aesthetic. Yeah. Oh, and, and it and happens. Yeah. yeah, and so it's 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 rooted in the the, the power and the word and the the the, the knowledge of God the, of, of His character. Um, so I mean, there's there's these 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 um, what are these uh, ditches on mm. both sides yeah. that, that yeah. we need to avoid. Oh no, I was, I was, uh, that's what I was going to say. Actually, that God, when you talked about these different elements that that are awe-inspiring, mm. right? Um, that those elements actually brought into the worship service ought to augment our experience of worshiping God because mm. ultimately they do point to God. Mm. You know, the beauty of a choir singing in heart, in, in, with all the different parts and yet it's one voice, but it's many voices. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's, it, it does something to you physiologically that sure. it should. And when that is focused on God, that ought to do even more, you know, mm -hmm. because that points to God who is three in one, he, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, so all these things, uh, you know, I think you're going into nature and we're talking about worshiping God as creator and how mm -hmm. he set aside a day where we ought to focus on him as creator, go out and spend time in creation. Um, we can get lost in the beauty of the creation, mm -hmm. 
or we can see the creation and how it points mm. to the creator. Yeah. So I think all of these elements we can get lost in, but we're not to avoid them just because we could end up worshiping the creation and not the creator. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. But to go to, to experience them with a mind focused or turned heavenward yeah. to the creator, mm -hmm. and, and then we can appreciate him for who he is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If, I, uh, if we can Please. go back to the text for one more time in Revelation, Revelation 4, 11. 4, 11. It says here, you're worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Now, let's notice that that's an odd thing because glory, okay, yeah, God is glorious. And if we praise him, you know, to bring glory to him and honor, okay. But power, uh, God is God. He has power. What is this talking about? And maybe this is not the perfectly, you know, interpretation of this text, but I was thinking when, when we take our side with God, we surrender to him. And we are saying, God, you, we allow you to work with your creative power in my life. We're giving him permission, so to say, to use his power uh, to, to do what he needs to do. And, and, and now that I'm thinking about my life, I need his creative power to do his redemptive work in my heart. Mm. Uh, Psalm 51 talks about creating me a new heart. The word there that's used there is talking about his creative power. Mm -hmm. Literally, salvation can only take place if his creative power is at work in my life. Mm -hmm. And so he's worthy because now we've seen he's so good. He's on our side. He loves us. Uh, you know, all these beautiful things we talked about. Now we're responding, you're worthy, you know, to, to receive glory and honor. And I give you permission to work your creative power in my heart to transform me. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. just to buttress that, that, that analogy, you know, between his creative power and then his redemptive power, like just in the very next chapter, and I'm going to skip to verse 12. Chapter, uh, five. chapter 5 of Revelation, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, saying with a loud mm. voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and mm. honor and glory and blessing. But this is not the only p point where he talks about mm. his worthiness as being worthy not just for being creator, but for, for being our savior. redeemer, yeah, mm -hmm. for being the savior. And that, I think Israel already mentioned it right at the beginning, that, that this, the power that he has as creator, that is why he has power as our redeemer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's foundational, you know, and it's, it's the same power at work in our lives today to redeem us from our sins mm -hmm. because he's our creator. And, mm -hmm. and in the acknowledging of that, we are now saying, we're giving the answer, um, in this great controversy, we're saying, God, you are worthy to be who you are and to have the power over this universe. We are joyfully surrendering into, in, to, to you. So now we have in this, in these praises, we see an answer to the call. Is God fair? Is he just, you know, can we trust him? Should he be our God or should Satan be our God, right? Mm -hmm. We're saying, no, we, we have seen his, he's the creator. He's our redeemer. He's beautiful. We saying, yes. You have, you're worthy to receive all power and to be our king of the universe. I love this emphasis on power that you guys are going back and forth on. Uh, there are some who believe that God had not, doesn't, doesn't have the power to mm. create, but they try to reconcile what scripture is saying with the evidence of, script, uh, evidence of science and saying that God uses evolution and that God uses mutation, he uses imperfection, he uses mass extinction, he uses uh, death, he uses, uh, you know, prey, carnivore, and survival of the fittest for to create about a new species. And it totally does away with power. And when you totally do away with the power, it, do, it does away with the, the awe factor and the worship of God. It just, it, it breaks down. 
we need to restore God to his original position, not that we have the power even to do that, but in our minds of acknowledging him as creator with the power of instantaneous creation and redemption. That's my prayer for myself, for everyone over here, and all for you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week as we continue our discussion on the Three Angels' Messages. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is inverse.